Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of our Spotlight series. We're in August, and we're still doing comedies, and uh, we're doing another Adam Sandler film. This one, uh, as Katie brought up in one of the earlier episodes, that Adam Sandler had this like awesome arc of movies where he couldn't do any wrong. Like a 10-year span, 95 yeah. to 2005, where everything was just great yeah so the movie we did today little nikki which i fucking love it's it's a weird one in between uh this one was in 2000 um there were a lot of people that didn't really like it i think it's great the jokes are amazing but uh review wise didn't do that good but with comedies like we say it's hard to i don't know well this comedy like of all the things that Adam Sandler had done up to this point, this comedy was the most out there. It didn't take, really take place in the real world. It was, like, fantastical because it was about demons, basically, like the spawn of Satan and how hell deals with, you know, everything. Yeah. How <laughs> hell deals with time. And it was... There were a lot of jokes that were very childish, um, it was funny. I laughed. No, I'm not going to say that I didn't. I'm not going to lie because I I laugh at this movie every time I see it. But if you go back and watch it now, there are a lot of things that were like, ooh, that wording is a little uh, not 2020 approved or, yeah. you know, this joke would, wouldn't wouldn't work, doesn't work these days. Um, there's a lot of that stuff in this film and a lot of more, like, poop humor i guess is what i would call this film yeah more so than his other films prior like the earlier films that he did that were so good and even the ones that came right after this that were really good um this one's definitely the silliest of all of them oh for sure and there's just a lot of there's a lot of like visual gags and there's a lot of this is a ridiculous comedy like his other ones were funny but this is just ridiculous Okay, so little Nikki, uh, this movie is about an underdog son of a very important person that uh, has to go on an adventure to save the family business because their their father's dying. Hey, that sounds like Tommy Boy, <laughs> another film, uh, Chris Farley film. Uh, so it, it's the plot's pretty to the point where uh, a hapless person that no one really believes they can do it, but they have to because they're the only one that can do it has to save the day. So, Nikki is the youngest son of the devil. Um, has, like, a weird speech impediment. Because his brother hit him with a shovel. In the face. And so, he's very sweet uh, compared to the his... He's the gentle one. Yeah. Compared to the other two brothers, uh, very evil people. Terrible. Yeah. As they should be. They're, the, you know, spawn, spawn of, of Satan. Satan yeah. So, um, Nikki's really nice. And so, the dad is... He comes up and tells him, like, hey, I'm going to tell you guys who's in charge for the next 10,000 years. And he's like, it's me. I'm not going to stop doing it. And the older two brothers are pretty pissed about it because they're tired of waiting. waiting their whole lives, yeah. And so they say, screw it. Let's go to Earth and, and just... we'll make hell there. Yeah, Fuck it. we'll just screw everything up. So that causes a lot of issues with the devil. And um, I can't remember the, the explanation it is because they... So, it, so the devil gets his power from feeding off the soul's all of the hate and despair, basically, that the souls bring to hell. 
And when his sons leave out of the portal, they cause the portal to close. So no new souls can get into hell. So the devil is losing his power because no new souls are coming into hell. Yeah. And so it's up to Nikki to find him and bring him back. And so he has a flask flask that can, like, suck him up. I was trying. I said it like he was saying it. He's like, get in the flask. Yeah. You know, he talks out the side of his mouth like that. Oh, yeah, because uh, his face is fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just an adventure with Nikki, and he meets some ridiculous friends out in the world, and they help him out. It, it's really good. Uh, a really good group comedy. It's not just, like, usually in, like, Adam Sandler films, it's just, like, him doing well, silly stuff of. and people pop up. But this one, it's, like, a group well, effort. I, kind of. I would say this is the... Was this before or after the Waterboy? After. Yeah. Uh, 90, was Waterboy 99? I can't remember. Either way, this film and Waterboy had... Like, this was where Adam oh, was Sandler after. found... Okay, so the Waterboy was where Adam Sandler found his core group of people. Like, Happy Madison had been... His production company had been going on for a little while at that point. But... He really found the actors um, around the time of the Waterboy, maybe a little bit before the Waterboy, yeah, um, and started putting them in all his films. Like Rob Schneider's in a like almost all of his films. Uh, the guy who played like the quarterback from Waterboy, and uh, the guy with the weird eye from the Waterboy, and um, Farmer Fran from the Waterboy. Yeah. Like they all started popping up in all of his uh, films after that. And Little Nicky was, like, the first one where everyone started to realize, oh, shit, it's that same, like, six dudes <laughs> that he puts in everything, and they were all fucking great in this film. Like, all of those little side characters that um, Adam Sandler likes to throw into his films, all of his buddies that he puts into each one of his films were in this film, and they all had a really outstanding role that added a lot to the film itself. Like, it wasn't just Adam Sandler, like running the whole show basically he was all of his supporting actors were great yeah so uh amazing film nikki's cute uh a lot of the people that he meets they're it's a really good film i i I enjoy the the characters around him and so his girlfriend of this movie patricia arquette uh if hey patricia arquette she was in the fourth freddy krueger movie Sure. She was the one that had the power. She could flip. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, her name is Valerie Varan. Hey. Another double V. Fourth movie to have double V for the girlfriend. It's weird. But it's it's a thing. So, uh, yeah. This movie's amazing. So, uh, who was your favorite character in this movie? God damn it. I am never ready for this question when you ask it. Um, My favorite character is probably... The roommate that that he moves um, in with. Um, I can't remember his name, but he... Basically, little Nicky gets to New York City, and he has to find... Todd. And he has to find somewhere to live. And his... um, What is it? Devil Hound. Mr. Beefy. Mr. Beefy uh, (laughs) finds him an apartment (laughs) um, with a roommate, and... 
you know, he ends up staying there. And his roommate, Todd, is, like, this um, really eccentric dude. Uh, the reason he's my favorite is because he reminds me of the character of Rod in Avenue Q. Like, oh, they yeah. are the same person. Like, he's very particular about how all, where all of his things go. You know, don't touch my Cokes. Don't, you know, all of this. Which is weird for, like, makes sense for a roommate when you're in college. Like, hey, don't touch my shit because I only have, like, $3 to my name. So, don't eat my shit. But... But these are grown adults. Like, who gives a shit if I accidentally drink one of your Cokes? Like, yeah. we'll be all right. I'll just replace it. Um, but he's very high strung. Everybody thinks that he's gay, but he hasn't, like, come out or admitted that he's gay or anything. But he's very emotional and very, he's very, very supportive of Nikki through everything. Even though Nikki is, like, clearly otherworldly. Like, before he reveals to his friends that he has powers, like, the roommate kind of walks by Nikki's room while he's sleeping in a giant coat on top of the, like, radiator because it's cold as shit in New York and he's from hell. Yeah. So he walks by and Nikki is, like, sleeping like a vampire, basically, and snarling and, like, spouting this, like, gibberish latin like demon murder sounds <laughs> like <laughs> it's fucking great and his reactions are just like well that's weird basically he just takes nikki as just another eccentric dude and then eventually when nikki you know breaks it to everyone like oh hey i'm actually the son of satan he's like he's super supportive all the way like he's a little bit weirded out but at the same time he's like all right a talking dog like whatever Let's. I'll help you. Yeah, like, kinda, we gotta. We gotta figure this out. So. Yeah, he rolls with the punches pretty easy. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Yeah. So uh, my favorite character, and it's weird. I don't think he's ever been my favorite. But you know, when you watch these movies, you know, when you get older at a different time in your life, things kind of change. But I'm gonna go with Satan, uh, Harvey Keitel. <laughs> Harvey Keitel did a great job uh, of Satan. So the dad from From Dust Till Dawn, uh, and he was in. Uh, he I can't remember his color in Reservoir Dogs. And he was in Pulp Fiction. He's he, been in a lot of he, things. He helped him hide the dead body of Phil Lamar when they shot him in the face. Um, Harvey Keitel. Uh, this version of the devil is probably the sweetest, like, cutest version ever. Yeah. He's a bad person. and uh, Well, he's not a person. He's a demon. Yeah, but it's more of just, like, it's justice. Like, he knows his position in the world. He's like, you know, good people go up there, bad people come down here, and we torture the fuck out of them. That's how things work you know and so but he's so sweet to nikki and you know nikki's like hey i made this new new uh mixtape you got to check it out he's like yeah i'll come by later you know and uh, he's so sweet to him and he's like he really is you know he's like you got to save the business you know you you know and he's like i don't want my dad to die i love him and so he's out there trying to save the day it's really cute but i i liked it a lot and probably my like favorite version of satan out there um uh disagree that's a hard disagree for me oh who do you got uh dave grohl from the pick of destiny uh yeah musical followed by tim curry from the movie legend Ooh, that one's scary <laughs> yep i like the ro- i like robot devil from futurama he was really good and he sang yeah, robot devil is good he couldn't take a fiddle to the head he screamed like a bitch when he got hit in the head with that fiddle <laughs> and he just fell over uh 
Yeah, but no, it is a really good version of Satan that they had in this. I really liked it. It was yeah, really it was cute. Good. I love when parents are very, like, supportive and nice and stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's really nice. Uh, who is your... Uh, actually, I have I want to talk about him real quick. Uh, my honorable mentions for favorite character. Put an S on it. Uh, John and Peter, his two friends that he meets. <laughs> they're just fucking high as shit. Yeah, they're like metalheads, and they, like... Yeah. See, see, like the writing on the wall that all these weird things are happening in New York, and they find Nikki, like sleeping out in like, so, like in Central, Central Park. Park, and he's like saying things in his sleep, and he wakes. He doesn't wake up. He just like sits up and says, "I will eat your souls," and people run away from I him. I will eat your soul. And then but his head like spins. Yeah, and then they find him. And they're like, "Oh God, it's, it's the devil!" And they're like, you know, following him because you know they really big fans yeah. of, of devil stuff. So they're really good. And they're really good friends. And, they are really good friends to him. And they want to help him out. They step up the in the entire movie. They're fucking Yeah, good. one of my favorite lines later on, he's like, whatever, just drink it. Whatever, just drink it. Yeah, they're trying to get one of the brothers to do something. It, it's really good. They're really cute. But that was like yeah. my, like... Your honorable mention. A step favorite under was John and Peter. They're really fucking funny. Uh, my step under was actually um, the Satan's... Or Satan's, um, Jesus, like, assistant? Yeah. Far- the guy who plays Farmer Fran. I fucking love that dude. Like, I don't know why I like him so much, but he is Jimmy. so good. Yeah, Jimmy the Demon. He is so fucking funny in this film. He's just, like, con- he's he's the one in charge of the, de- the demon, or the devil's schedule. And he's constantly, uh, like... Okay, you remember you got to shove a pineapple up Hitler's ass at three o'clock, and like he's just coming in with all these ridiculous one-liners because that's his job. And then when the devil finally starts falling apart, he's like holding up the pieces of him melting and explaining the plot. Like Nikki wouldn't know what to do if it wasn't for Jimmy, and he really pushes Nikki into doing it when his dad kind of falls apart completely. So you know another reason that you probably like? Oh, because he's the dad. He's Sean's dad from Boy Meets World. And he was, he picked up the job as the voice of Slinky Dog when Jim Varney, uh, Ernest, passed away. He, oh, he, yeah. He's Slinky Dog's voice. In four? Or in three, whichever one that he passed away in. So he's been doing the job as Slinky. I can't, I don't know if he did three. I can't remember if he did three or not, but, yeah. Three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like his voice. It's a really good voice. He does have a really good voice. I'm sad that fucking Dana Carvey. Oh my god, this is such a good fucking cast. Yeah, and it's so ridiculous. Hit the buzz. I'm tired. (laughs) That's a foul. Yeah, that's a technical. (laughs) Just kicking people out. Okay, Uh, who is your least favorite character in the movie? Oh my gosh, Uh, Adrian was my least favorite. The brother, the white brother, not Debo. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so one of his brothers, his name is Adrian, and then the other one is named Cassius. Cassius, and so yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, Debo is Cassius from Friday. From Friday, yeah. Uh, Tommy Lister Jr. If you want to say his real name, but no one has. I've never heard anyone ever call him by his real name. Everyone just says, "Oh yeah, Debo." Yeah, because he's a big, <laughs> he's a big scary person. That's who he is. Uh, he's also, he was also the president in Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Yeah. The president of the world. Um, but yeah, I hated Adrian because 
Cassius was like the big brute and was a jerk in brute force. Yeah. But he was also dumb as a bag of rocks. So you couldn't really hate on him for like the stuff that was happening because it was mostly Adrian's idea. Adrian was very much the like scheming douchebag guy in the background and I hated him. He was so smarmy and he was really good at playing smarmy. And at one point, he fucking sicked bees on Henry Winkler, so fuck that guy. <laughs> he sicked bees on the fawns, so yeah, cover, fuck him. Cover Winkler and bees. You can do it. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to go with Adrian. Usually, like I said, I love villains. Uh, he was just, I don't know. And I think it's the fact that they're, like, <laughs> supposed okay. to be naturally, like, evil. And so, I don't know. I just didn't really like him. He was a little too... Nah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. This I just, I just whole didn't really cast. The more I'm looking at these names, I'm like, oh my god, these this cast is so fucking good. Yeah, it's a solid cast. It's I, so I love it. good. Kevin Nealon was fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. fucking Rodney Dangerfield as Lucifer yes. was fucking great. <laughs> I forgot. Like everybody in Reese Witherspoon as an angel was great. Yeah. Chubbs makes an appearance in this film. It's so good. Yeah. Okay, so towards the end of the movie, um, Adrian. Uh, let me see. Has successfully taken over New York, basically. Yes, so. And uh, he's turning it to hell. So he dies and goes back to hell. And so he's like, well, where did Nikki go? And so Nikki went somewhere else. And so we'll get to that in a little bit. So Adrian's like, well, I went through the gate, just me. Where did he go? And so um, uh, Dana Carvey. No, no, Kevin Nealon's character, um, he has boobs on his head. Um, yeah. Because he got in trouble. His demon name is Tithead. And so uh, Adrian twists his nipples to get him to figure out what's happening because his dad is just like lips at this point and arms. So he pushes him out of the way and sits on the throne of hell. And so now he is the new king of hell. And so while that's happening, Nikki went to heaven because he sacrificed himself to save his girlfriend. Valerie. And so, lo and behold, Reese Witherspoon's in heaven, and she's not God or anything. She's just an angel, and she's like, oh my gosh, it's you, you know? You saved your girlfriend, that's why you're here. And so they're talking, and you find out that his mom is not a goat monster, like his brothers told him. She's an angel, and she's Holly. So Reese Witherspoon is Nikki's mom, and so he's half angel and half demon Mm -hmm. and so that's why he's not as evil and as holy like his brothers because he's got some good in him uh i thought that was really cool and so while they're talking uh it's what mambo night or salsa salsa night and uh it might have been mambo and their dance instructor is chubbs (laughs) yeah because it's all in the hips yeah it's all in the hips and it's funny he comes in and he looks at nikki he's like you a Mambo guy? He's like, no, no, I'm not that good. And he just like looks at him like he knows the face. Like he knows him, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, man, it's so cute. So Nikki goes back to Earth. He's fighting Adrian to save everybody because Adrian's like, hey, you're all going to hell. And everybody's acting all crazy because uh, Adrian Cassie's their plan is to make everybody on Earth think there is no heaven or hell. So just act like wherever you want because it doesn't matter. So yeah. people out here acting wild as fuck. And so at the end, he's like, hey, guess what? There is a hell and you all are terrible. And you're going there in like 10 minutes. And everybody's like, what the fuck? And everybody's screaming and it's stuff. It's coming to you. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they fight, and um, Nikki saves the day, and he takes his brothers back to hell, and his dad reforms, and they're all happy and stuff, and then he, they shove the flask with his two brothers inside into Hitler's ass, and so um, that's where they're going to stay. Yeah. And so the devil proclaims his love for Holly, and, you know, he's, because they met at a heaven and hell mixer. It's like I don't know how many years, thousands of years ago. I think Nikki's like old as fuck. Yeah. And so they met in a mixer, and then Nikki was born. And so <laughs> it's a mess. He's like, I know how crazy you get after a couple of daiquiris, and he does like this little wiggle. And Holly's friends are like, Oh my god, he's such a horn dog. <laughs> but Holly's yeah. face is like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's amazing. It, it's a really, it's a funny movie. Yeah. It's uh. And so his friends at the end, um, they they get this money because if you turn in Nikki, oh I forgot. So the his brothers Photoshop Nikki's face onto Scarface's body, and they play a scene where he's shooting all the people like at the end of the like movie. Tony Montana. And so he's like, that's that cockable Tony Montana. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, my name is Nikki, and I'm gonna kill all you shockers for no reason at all. And he's like, that's not me. That's that cockamo Tony Montana. <laughs> it's an absolute mess. It's so funny. And so uh, his two friends, they got like millions of dollars for reward money for turning in Nikki. Uh, they buy a plane, fill it full of booze, drugs, and just fun. Mm-hmm. But they don't get a, a pilot, and so it crashes, and they end up in hell. And they're at Nikki's, like... They get to stay in Nikki's room, basically, so in, the pal- in the palace and Yeah, hell. so they're fine. They're happy, and they're, and they're dancing. Nikki lives on Earth with Valerie, and they have a kid that breathes fire. Uh, everything's good. Holly and uh, Nikki's dad try to make it work, but long-distance relationship doesn't work out for him. But then Holly falls in love with our new aerobics instructor, Chris Farley, because this movie came out uh, uh, right after yeah. Chris Farley. Well, two years, I want to say. Yeah, but it was his first like super comedy since Chris Farley's passing. Yeah. And so she fell in love with him, so they were together. So I thought that was really cute. Yeah, uh, it was a good way to like pay homage to Chris Farley. Yeah, this this movie's amazing. It's really good. So uh, seven word synopsis. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll go first. Um, okay. You want to blizzle with my flip flop? So, <laughs> me and my friends say this all the fucking time. Uh, there's a scene, there's this homeless person that walks by, and it's like, You want to blizzle with my flip flop? And it's like got booze in their hands, and then someone takes it, it's like, I, I, I'll be back from a flip flop. But then it's like Patricia Arquette with a really cool, like, homeless man voice that she did. It was, it was weird- Adam Sandler's voice. It was Adam Sandler yeah. that did that voiceover. <laughs> oh, it's a mess. Okay. Uh, God is so smart, like Jeopardy smart. So uh, one of the angels up top, uh, God gives Nikki this orb and is like. Use it. when You'll know when to use it, basically. Yeah, and she's like, God is so smart, like Jeopardy smart. Yeah. And then my last one, came for the beer and the bitches. That was Adam Sandler's wife that said that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. Cassius and Adrian are hopping into different people's bodies in New York and causing all these like rules to be made and all this stuff. And in this world, if you're the mayor, you can do whatever the fuck you want. No one can stop you. And so the mayor drops the drinking age from 21 to like 12. 12. These kids come out of this bar and they're like, 
Oh, uh, oh no, no. They come out of this bar and they're throwing up everywhere. They get to this Harlem Globetrotter game the same night. And then this kid's got all these beers in his hand. He's like, well, why'd you come to the game? He's like, I came for the beer and the bitches. <laughs> Fucking mess. Oh, oh, it's an absolute mess. But yeah, those are mine. Okay, mine were... Um, Chubbs teaches salsa in heaven because of course. Yeah. Oh, Chubbs. Yeah, because <laughs> it's all in the hips. And then my second one was actually a synopsis this time. Um, sinister siblings cause chaos. Sandler saves humanity. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. She actually followed the rules for once. I did. <laughs> I don't typically like to do real uh, explanations of the plot, but right, because <laughs> we already talked about it for a but while. But I found so. one that's really good. I figured one out that was fitting, so I went with it. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> this movie came out November 10th, 2000. So, uh, how much do you think the budget for this movie was? Ooh, there's a lot of CGI in this movie. Yeah. I guess 20 million, because they put in Reese Witherspoon, and she was really famous, and Harvey Keitel, and I don't know. Ozzy Osbourne was in this film, <laughs> and Henry Winkler. <laughs> My guess is 20 million. That's cute. 85 million. 85 million? Yep. What the fuck? That's how much it cost? Yeah. 85 how million. How did it cost that much money to make this film? I don't know. When the last film was like 12 million. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess. I, I don't know. I, what I, the fuck? Uh, how much money do you think this movie made? You said 85 was the... The budget, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with 150 million. I'm gonna say it did not make double its money. You're right. It did not make double its money because it did not make its money. What? 58.3 million dollars. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That's shocking. I mean, this movie came out when I was in middle school, and. Everybody went and saw this film. I mean, everyone I knew because I was in middle school. Yeah. Like, this was very popular among middle school kids I and think, early high school kids. So, that's shocking. I that think it was the problem so was low. because it's on pace for his other movies um, at some point. Well, the 85 million's not. That's absurd. Yeah, the budget was the problem. And I don't yeah. know how it got out of hand like that. If this movie was like 20 million, that 58 would have been fine. Yeah. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. It just yeah. maybe they gave him more money because they're like, we know you're gonna make you a hit. You know where a lot of this money went probably went to the soundtrack. Yeah, that's a really good movie. This movie had a fucking songs. fire soundtrack. Really good. Like songs. they paid everybody for this. I forget that Adam Sandler films have has well, this one really good like, soundtrack. So all the other films that were like all the films were kind of or all the music was kind of older. I felt like this film, the music that was in it, was like of the right now. Yeah. Like, of the time. Like, it was, you know, it came out in the year 2000, and the mu- the music that was in it was popular in 2000. It had, like, Pardon Me by Incubus and Everlong by the Foo Fighters, and it had Ozzy Osbourne, who, I mean, it wasn't really popular in 2000, but never really goes out of style. Like, you know, it had a ton of people. It had, like, Muse and the Deftones and Cypress Hill. Like, Linkin Park, before Linkin Park was, like, super huge, it was, like, <laughs> insane. 
that's probably where a bunch of the budget went was getting the rights to all of those songs and that's a shame because well and all the cgi in hell because literally everything in, C- in hell was cgi yeah and mr beefy was cgi and <laughs> like yeah so uh it's weird roger ebert said that this movie was the best sailing movie to date while what the it, fuck? While at the same time saying that Sandler, his lack of finesse in this one, kind of what you were saying is just kind of more poopy than usual. Yeah. Than the other films, he just like, eh, just wasn't as... I can't believe that people who shit on Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore were like, yeah, Little Nicky was better than his other films. Including The Waterboy. Man. Yeah. So. Fuck. Real movie critics. <laughs> so a lot of reviews. Uh, there was one quote that I saw that was really good. Uh, Despite the presence of a large, talented cast, yeah. the jokes in Little Nicky are dumb, tasteless, and not that funny. I agree with that. And Adam Sandler's character is grating to watch. I don't think he's grating to watch, but he ain't my favorite character in the um, movie. I wouldn't say that he was necessarily grating to watch, but watching it now, like, they're... <laughs> is not a movie studio in America that would fucking okay a, any comedian pretending to have a face deformity like that oh, and yeah. talk with a speech impediment. Like, that is, it is so very clearly a early 2000s, like late 90s, early 2000s movie. Mm-hmm. You can see it, it, you can hear it in the jokes in the visual gags, in the way that Adam Sandler plays Nikki, like it's something that you would not see ever. I mean, even his, even in Waterboy, like it's, it was a little bit, um, you know, right on the verge of being offensive. Yeah. Um, like I'm sure some people, some Cajun people and people down in the Bayou, Louisiana, were probably a little bit offended by his portrayal of. Um, their culture and the way that they speak and all of that but it's that's like a completely different beast to be yeah you know doing a speech impediment and you know seemingly being a little bit mentally not there so this movie had a lot of problems Fucking Quentin Tarantino, too. God damn it. Yeah. That, like I said. The cast this was so good. movie had a ton of people, so uh, it's a shame. Uh, it, every, it seems like people liked it. It's just the budget. It's like it was on pace money-wise for everything else that's been happening. It's just yeah, they if spent they had, a lot of money on it. Yeah, if they hadn't spent that much money, it would have been great. Yeah, it would have been fine. Just, just fine. It's because uh, this came after the Waterboy, and the Waterboy just fucking like, yeah, blew everyone out, everything out of the water. Yeah, everything he it had was done, his biggest movie. So yeah, everything he did pre- previous to yeah, that was the first one to hit a hundred million dollars. So they're like, oh, you can do it again. Yeah, here's more money. Like, do yeah. whatever you got to. And they're like, oh, you didn't do it. That's okay. So yeah. um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of sad. Yeah. I love this movie, but yeah, it didn't do good financially. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you have anything else for little Nikki? Mm. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Cut that out. Don't give me that. Okay. So we have a Twitter. It is Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at 
Allentown presents. Can you fucking drink? Go ahead. Good God. What? <laughs> you can't hear my gulps on there. I know. I'm, I'm like saying things. Yeah, like and I was, I was in tempo with you. You were fine. We were fine. Okay. So, um, like always, um, thank you for listening. This is really fun. Uh, I don't know what we're doing next. I don't know if it's going to just be just kind of random ones or do a little bit of a, a bunch of movies from somebody. Uh, but we're going to keep cracking out as many as we can. I know what my choice is. Yeah. So I know you got some ideas. I got to figure out what I want to mm-hmm. do. Um, but yeah, no, we're going to keep going. Uh, get ready for September and then October. We got to get ready for that. So uh, we're, we're getting to a year old. I'm really excited. It's it's really cool. I have a trilogy of movies in mind. Okay. For the next set. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like always, guys, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back very soon with another episode. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. Bye.